0: It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, there's cautious backing for a plan to exempt people visiting Hong Kong from the mainland from quarantine. A patients concern group warns the government against purchasing 7.5 million AstraZeneca Covid jabs and the customs department rejects suggestions that its raid on a pro chain retailer was an act of repression. Pro-government politicians have backed the government's plan to soon exempt people travelling from the mainland to Hong Kong from 14 days of quarantine. However, some say it would do little to boost tourism here. Francis Sitt reports. Currently, Hong Kong residents returning from Macau or Guangdong province can be exempt from quarantine after making bookings in advance if they have tested negative for COVID-19. But the government reviewed that it's considering widening that exemption to cover other parts of the mainland, and it might even include mainland residents. Speaking on a radio show, Roundtable lawmaker Michael Chen said the mainland is a low-risk area, and the scheme should cover Hong Kong people living in the whole of China he said the government can consider requiring people to be vaccinated before their trip. Zhang Chi-man from the Federation of Trade Unions also said they've received many inquiries from Hong Kongers living in Fujian and Xiamen. She said the current scheme's limited scope has caused problems with, for example, people unable to return if there's a death in the family. A patients concern group says it would be wasteful of the government to go ahead with its purchase of 7.5 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine if people here are reluctant to take it. The chairman of Hong Kong Patients Voices, Alex Lam, said a survey by the group showed the vaccine was the most popular choice here, compared to jabs offered by Sinovac and BioNTech. But recent news linking AstraZeneca to rare blood clots may have dented public confidence in it. He told RTHK that the success of the vaccination programme depended on people's confidence in the jabs.
1: Although we, we have a survey months ago that uh, apparently AstraZeneca is one of the popular vaccines here among the three, but given the bad news uh, quite recently that people may be reluctant to take this vaccine, it'd be uh, wasteful and uh, better to save money for other better choices.
0: Hong Kong residents looking to take advantage of a tourism board promotion offering discounted stays at local hotels were left frustrated this morning with the promotion's website unable to cope with demand. The tourism board's Staycation Delights promotion offered local residents who'd spent more than $800 at selected restaurants and shops a $500 discount when they booked a stay at one of 140 hotels. Bookings were supposed to start at 10am, but the HolidayHK.com website was unable to load. A tourism board spokesperson blamed this on an overwhelming response and said repairs were underway. They said people can still book at participating hotels directly. Hong Kong Customs have confirmed that a 33-year-old male was arrested and $400,000 worth of goods were seized in relation to a raid on Abu Thai, a pro retail chain. Vincent Chan, the deputy head of the Consumer Goods Safety Division of the Consumer Protection Bureau, spoke to reporters today. Mr Chan said the goods seized breached consumer safety regulations because the labels did not carry bilingual warnings in Chinese and English but were in either Thai or Thai and English. Mr. Chan also rejected suggestions that raiding a prodomoxy chain retailer was an act of repression. Even though the goods is stored in the warehouse of the changed retailing groups, we have
1: reason to believe that these law-breaking consumer goods may be supplied in the
0: market as same as the goods we seized in their shops. I should emphasize customs strongly condemns any false accusation alleging that its law enforcement actions against the trader is repressants. Mr Chan said the arrested man, the director of the company, was out on bail and would not rule out further arrests. The district court has ruled that it does have jurisdiction to try offences related to uttering seditious words, citing the provisions of the national security law. Lawyers for people power activist Tam Tak Chi, who faces sedition charges, had argued that his case should only be tried in the court of first instance because local laws don't allow it to be transferred to the district court. But National Security Judge Stanley Chan ruled that even though local laws state that sedition is exempted from being transferred to the district court, the national security law states that all courts can try security cases. The judge said that the security law imposed by Beijing trumps local laws when inconsistencies arise. Lawmakers have questioned why extra steel bars were used to build Hongham Station for the scandal hit shot into Central Link. A government expert team highlighted the issue in a report released in February, with spot checks showing excessive rebar in parts of the station. Lawmakers Tony Chair, Lo Wah Kwok and Lau Kwok Fan were concerned that this could have pushed up costs. In response, Director of Highways Jimmy Chan says the Government Expert Advisor, or EA Group, would investigate and will seek to recover any costs that may have arisen from using unnecessary materials. He spoke through an interpreter. The EA's team has only investigated certain parts of the project and we will carry out a more
1: comprehensive investigation. If a higher-grade material is used on top of the contract, we will liaise further with the NTRCL
0: Turning overseas, President Biden has announced his administration's first measures to limit US gun violence, describing the situation as an international embarrassment and an epidemic. The executive orders include the tightening of regulations for guns that can't be traced because they're assembled at home. The BBC's Lebel de has more. Their guns made with kits over the Internet, bought over the Internet. They don't have serial numbers, so they're harder to
1: trace. Uh, the executive order gives the Department of Justice 30 days to try and come up with a, a rule that reduces their numbers. And the second is around this uh, device that's put onto pistols called a stabilising brace, which he says effectively turns pistols into a short barreled rifle. But, you know, when it comes to measures like uh, banning assault weapons, President Biden calling on Congress to pass such a measure, but it doesn't look like they have anywhere near the numbers to do so.
0: A suspect is in police custody in the US state of Texas after a shooting at a business site in the city of Bryan which killed at least one person and wounded several others. A number of people are reported to be in hospital, including a state trooper. The local police chief, Eric Busk, said the suspect was an employee of the firm which makes cabinets for houses. Four people were transported to St. Joe Hospital in critical condition with gunshot injuries. One other person was transported with no injuries. Apparently was an asthma attack. And one person was deceased at the scene. We really don't know the motive. Um, We're still investigating that. I believe that the suspect was employee of Kent Moore. A medical expert in the trial of the former US police officer Derek Chauvin says George Floyd died from a lack of oxygen. An intensive care doctor, Martin Tobin, told the court in Minneapolis that the way Mr Floyd was restrained caused him to suffer asphyxia. The defence argues the painkiller fentanyl was the cause of Mr Floyd's inability to breathe. The BBC's Larry Mordeo has more details. The defense,
1: Eric Nelson, tried to get him to say that, yes, because he had fentanyl in his system, that could have led to death. And the prosecution had to come back to redirect and clean up that testimony and say, when somebody dies because they have fentanyl in his system, they first go into a coma, and George Floyd never went into a coma. He talked about the respiratory rate of 22. He said if George Floyd had this fentanyl in his system to a large amount, his respiratory rate would have been around 10. So he completely took apart the defense's case so far.
0: U.S. intelligence agencies have warned of political volatility and possibly more global conflict by 2040. In its latest report, the National Intelligence Council says people will become increasingly distrustful of leaders and governments will struggle to find solutions. The BBC's Gordon Carrera has more. In their 2017 report, the National Intelligence Council actually predicted a pandemic would halt global travel in 2023. But this time, the authors acknowledge they underestimated just how disruptive that could be. Looking forward, as well as climate change and technological disruption, they warn people will become more distrustful of institutions and more demanding of leaders, just as it is becoming harder for governments to deliver solutions. This mismatch, they warn, could increase political volatility and populism, making democracies vulnerable. A senior official in Russia has said that Moscow could intervene to help its citizens in eastern Ukraine as tensions rise in the region. An unnamed U.S. defence official has told CNN that Washington is considering sending warships into the Black Sea in a show of support for Ukraine. The BBC's Mark Lobel has more. Russian-backed separatist rebels and Ukrainian troops have been clashing in the east of the country for some time. And it's led to this flying visit, this show of solidarity, if you like, from their president, Volodymyr Zelensky, following this recent intensification. Well, Russia has also been building up troops on the border with Ukraine, and it means that lives are being lost on both sides. Ukraine says 25 servicemen have been killed so far this year, including five in the past three days. Russian-backed rebels report one of their fighters was killed this this week too when Ukrainian troops fired 14 mortar bombs at a village on the outskirts of the city of Donetsk. For a sixth night running there have been clashes between police and protesters in Northern Ireland in the worst violence it's seen in years. In a Roman Catholic area of Belfast a crowd of mostly young people threw petrol bombs and stones at police who responded with water cannon. Rioters are angered by a number of factors including the impact of Brexit. South Korea says Iran has released its ship and the captain, which was seized in January. The vessel, M.T. Hankuk Kemi, along with its crew, was seized by Iran's Revolutionary Guards and was taken to the Iranian port of Bandar Abbas. In February, all the crew members were set free apart from the captain. To business news, factory prices in China grew at the fastest pace in more than two years in March, backed by a rising commodity prices and the country's economic recovery from COVID-19. The National Bureau of Statistics says the producer price index, or PPI, which measures the cost of goods at the factory gate, grew 4.4% from a year ago. Analysts had expected it to rise, given a low base of comparison last year when lockdowns were in place. The economy has bounced back after China brought the virus outbreak largely under control. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,788, that's 219 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $76 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.28 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 19 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 68 cents. Sport now we start with golf and the first men's major of the year. Justin Rose has taken an early lead at the Masters at Augusta where it's been a tough first round for some of the big names. More from the BBC's Ian Carter. Yes, a tough day for most of the field, but the undisputed man of the day is Justin Rose, who leads after a seven under par 65 in his 16th Masters. A runner-up twice, but quite the golf from him. Over the course of his last 11 holes, he picked up nine shots. So Justin Rose leading on seven under par by four shots from the left-handed American Brian Harmon and the Japanese Hideki Matsuyama, who are three under par. And other notable scores. John Rahm a level par round of 72 defending ta- champion Dustin Johnson double bogey the 18th the 74 for him to football and the quarter-final first leg matches in the Europa League Manchester United took a big step towards the final four with a 2-0 win over Granada in Spain. Marcus Rashford opened the scoring for United before Bruno Fernandes added a late penalty. Meanwhile, Arsenal only managed a one-all draw after conceding a late equaliser at home to Slavia Prague. The BBC's John Southall was watching. A dramatic finale at the Emirates, Arsenal thought they'd grabbed a late winner and crucial advantage to take to Prague with them in the second leg when Nicolas Pepe dinked in four minutes from time, but the tie turned three minutes into added time as Thomas Holle's stole in at the far post to head in the equaliser, a crucial away goal and a key moment in the tie. arsenal room missed chances, William hit the post, Lacazette struck the bar, Bamiang shot wide from eight yards out, but on the flip side, Leno also denied Borrell and Provad. So the tie is evenly poised, but Slavia Prague will feel they have a slight advantage. Here's the Arsenal manager, Mikel Arteta. When you create big chances in Europe, you have to put them. And, um, and I think we made it much more than the result that we got. Uh, when we made the most difficult thing, which was... Just to score the first goal and, and just wait for the last four or five minutes um, to manage the game much better than we did. Um, we failed to do that and then we gave them the opportunity in the corner and they scored the goal, which puts the tie in a much um, different position. And I think looking back to what happened on the pitch uh,
1: is not what we expected.
0: Organisers of the French Open Tennis Championships have confirmed that this year's tournament will be delayed by a week because of the coronavirus pandemic. The BBC's Gigi Salmon has the latest.
1: As we know, large parts of France are in lockdown, including Paris. Up until two days ago, they're reporting 40,000 cases a day of COVID-19. Now, people are saying, well, what difference does a week make? Speaking to the French government, their plan is to start opening up sport from towards the end of May, beginning of June. And The big thing for French Open for Olingaris is to have crowds. Last year, they moved. They jumped from May, June to September, October without telling anybody because it was all about having crowds. They said at the time, we cannot envisage a Grand Slam with no crowds. That's not us.
0: The Hong Kong sailor Stephanie Norton has secured a place at the Tokyo Olympics with a third place finish in the laser radial class at the Masana Open in Oman. Her achievement was announced by the Hong Kong Sailing Federation through a Facebook post. Norton is the first female single-handed dinghy sailor to represent the SAR at the Olympics. Several other Hong Kong sailors narrowly missed out on Tokyo despite medal-winning performances in Oman. And that's the news in sport from RTHK. No matter how fit we are... It is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19.
1: All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated. Don't encourage young people to drink
0: or taste alcohol. Drinking adversely affects young people's brain development as well as causing emotional problems and physical harm. Family members and adults should keep alcohol out of young people's reach. Be a responsible adult. Don't encourage or challenge young people to drink. For more information on young and alcohol-free, visit the Change for Health website of the Department of Health. Protect young people from harm. Say no. To alcohol.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. R-T-H-K, Radio 3. I feeling look what we've overcome. Oh, I'm gonna wave away my flag and count all the reasons are the champions, there ain't no turning, turning back. You got a long way, but look how far we come now, 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 now Hands up for your colors country, raise your flag, show your two colors. afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 9th of April is today's date, the very last show of the week. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning.